0: You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewitt, and I have to tell you guys, we have... Of course, Jeff with us. But we have a really cool episode that we're about to do with the big man in charge. I mean, this is going to be pretty awesome, Jeff.
0: (laughs) The big man in charge. I like it. Oh,
1: yeah. This is going to be pretty cool. So we have a lot in store. It's with my two favorite gentlemen in education right now. So I can kind of brag on them that I think this is going to be a pretty great episode. But before we get into that, Jeff, I'm going to start with asking you how you're doing. And then we're just going to make this an awesome recording.
0: Well, right. I just found out that apparently I'm one of your two favorite people in education, so I'm doing awesome right now. Uh, That's really great. I will note that last episode I was the incredible Jeff. Now I'm like just whatever. So um, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of having torn emotions between being one of your favorite but also not being incredible any longer. But – In all seriousness, I'm super, super excited. We're on episode 26. And I say this constantly, but I can't believe that we're on episode 26 already. Like, this is crazy. It's been such a fun journey with this. And you're right. This is a really cool episode because we've got Chad Ostrowski on with us. And Chad is not only one of my best friends in the entire world, um, but also the the guy who I kind of started this this crazy journey with, with the teach, what's developed into the Teach Better team. And, and and we joined forces with amazing people like yourself and Tiffany and, and Amber and Michelle and everybody to do what we do every day. So it's really exciting. Now you and I are going to dig into Chad's brain even more than we ever have before possibly. We're going to get in there and we're going to share it with the world. So I'm super excited. Um, for those of you who don't know, Chad is – a former seventh-grade science teacher who's a Woodrow Wilson Teaching Fellow um, from out of the Ohio is one of the first ones I think in Ohio. He can correct me on that because I'm probably wrong. But um, a, a classroom teacher who then uh, created something that we share all over the country called the Grid Method, and we'll talk probably a little bit about that. Um, but Chad and I uh, co-founded this Teach Better team, and now we grow it with with uh, you know Ray and Tiffany and everyone else. So. It's kind of a unique episode for us. Um, Chad, really excited that you, you know, finally after 20, you know, 26 episodes, you felt like you could come on the podcast with us. Um, so, super excited to have you on, man. Really appreciate it. How are you
2: feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm excited to finally be here on the on the Teach Better Off podcast. <laughs> you guys have been doing amazing work all this time and... Um, due to schedules and everything else it's been it's been way too long for this to finally come together but um, you guys are two of my favorite people as well and I'm absolutely excited to, to dig into some of this stuff with you and finally be here on teach better talk
1: so Chad I know Jeff gave you a pretty good introduction but really what I want listeners to know is that meeting you changed my life and so when people wow. meet you I mean it's the truth when people meet you I'm so interested in how you explain what you do because the way you explained it to me a few years ago I was just I mean truly it was a game changer for me so what do you do Chad?
2: Wow I don't even know how to follow that we can just end the episode now I think <laughs> after that. I'm no done Ray thank you that's um, that was amazing we talk a lot I'm just gonna tear up a little bit here but um That was fantastic. Thank you. Um, But uh, the easiest way I can say is that that I help educators become the best version of themselves uh, through the Teach Better mindset, through um, uh, innovative practices in any way we possibly can. So, you know, uh, that's at the core of, I think, everything I do and everything we do as a team is we take these innovative ideas, we take these innovative practices, whether it's the grid method, whether it's Teach Further, whether it's any of the stuff that we best practice if we talk to teachers about and we help them find themselves in these best practices and we help educators be the best version of themselves while applying what we know to be the most effective practices in education. So um, that's the like the most generic kind of overall blanketing statement I can give for for kind of what we do. And it's grown so much. You know, Jeff mentioned the grid method early on, and that's where all this started. But it's become so much more than that because we honestly get to work with teachers from across the country to help make them better. And I'm just so honored to have uh, the amazing team that we have and to do the amazing work that we get to do. So that's my quick explanation of what I think we do.
0: (laughs) I think you summed that up pretty well. And I want to note, like, you know, we talked about how it was, it's been too long for us to get you on the podcast and stuff and I, I was going to say well, we finally like tied you down but the fact of the matter is you're on the road right now working with teachers so I am. like we still can't <laughs> tie you down yeah. so it's so like that just says like what's grown them in that so so you touched on um you know how how this all started and this journey that we've been on and stuff and, and so like this ne- my next question I'm going to talk about failure Chad. and and I know you and I could sit down and probably lay out 35,000 failures that we've had over this, this short life that we've had. Yeah. This, this thing going on and, and, and everything that we've done. And, and you know me, you know that I love it. And I talk about it all the time. So now I want you can you share for us and for the listeners uh, a time that you failed? Kind of take us there with you. How did, what happened? How did you feel? How did you overcome it? And then, you know, what did you take away from it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest failure, in, in my opinion, was actually in teaching. And it actually helped spawn. Um, the reason why we're here, um, uh, and and do what we do. And and that was when I had the worst year of my entire teaching career. So um, I went to a, a brand new school with two brand new principals with, uh, to be p- politically correct, a very challenging population, high needs, inner city, 100% economically disadvantaged, which I was used to teaching in. But, you know, I started to see these problems and have these issues in my classroom that I never had before as a teacher had one of the most difficult years of of my entire life. My students weren't achieving. I wasn't holding them accountable. I was lowering my standards. I was having more management issues than ever. And I'd like to say there was a single moment of that year that was like a a failing point, but it literally just ate away at me every single day where the entire year just, it felt like a failure to me. And, And I almost quit teaching because of that some reflection through, through through talking to people and some of my mentors and things like that. I, I tried to stick with teaching, but I knew it had to work different. I knew that um, what I was doing in the classroom, regardless of how innovative it was, regardless if there was inquiry and PBL and all these other STEM things that I was doing as a teacher that I'd learned in, in the Woodrow Wilson Fellowship and, and, and through my master's program and um, I was trying to be an innovative, innovative educator, but none of it was working. So I had to make some drastic shifts. And it's those shifts and solving those problems that, that kind of created out of the ether, the grid method and trying to solve some of these issues. And, and out of that failure, at my lowest point came what I now consider our, um, one of our greatest uh Successes in terms of impacting kids and impacting teachers across the country. Um, So uh, um, in terms of overcoming it, I realized that I have two choices. Uh, I can wallow in this. I can quit teaching. I can give up on everything I've worked for. I can change careers and put my family through that. Or I can be better. And being better uh, is, is something that, that, that was at the core of everything. Because it wasn't about, let me change everything now. It was, okay, how do I make uh, my students' experience better? How do I make my grading practices and my assessment practices better? How do I make my classroom management better? Taking each of these pieces, looking at them from a component standpoint, finding out how to reach my students, how to adapt and find solutions. And out of all of those things coming together, um, that's really where the grid method came from. so like I learned how to better myself and how to create classroom uh, frameworks that include all of these pieces of better and all of these solutions um, that can increase student achievement and I, I feel like we've continued to take that same mentality and and, and try to tackle now uh, uh, a bunch of different um, aspects uh, of education whether it's finding, real-world connections, increasing engagement, whether it's standards-based grading, UDL. Like, all of these are best practices and things we know work in education. But it's, it's finding small, incremental, systematic ways for teachers to implement these things without, like, killing themselves and giving them practical solutions in the classroom. So, like, I feel like that that birth of the grid method is sort of the same philosophy and that teach better mindset that, that, um, we have now embodied as a team. And, and that's, I think that's what I learned from it is that you can solve any problem, but it doesn't happen by wallowing in it. It happens by finding solutions. And you guys have heard me say this a lot, but like, if you see a house on fire, you put the fire out, find the solution. And then you figure out why it started, got started later. If you sit sit around pointing fingers at, at why it, why this fire started, or whose fault it is, you're not solving the problem, right? So, being focused on solutions, being solution oriented, and and growth focused um, can like, really allow you to to better yourself as an individual, better yourself as an educator, better yourself as a person. So, I guess I learned a lot because I've been talking for a while about this. <laughs> Uh Right, well,
0: and so, something you touched on there, Chad, was the 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 incremental changes, the small changes, because I think a lot of you know a lot of teachers. Uh, when we go and a lot of people, when we when we share different stories and different ideas with them, they get, they can get overwhelmed because it seems like a lot. And it was actually funny you know, on episode twenty five with uh, Joy Kerr. She talked about how the changes don't need to be these massive shifts. They just need to be small little shifts that you do. And you and you touched on the same exact thing. It's just. And that's that teach better mindset It it doesn't have to happen overnight, doesn't have to happen all this week or this month or even this year. Take the small steps and it's that continuous or as you always say that relentless pursuit of being better all the time. So right. I love that you that you fit that, that little piece in there as well. So now let's flip it around and I know you have a bunch of these stories too because we've been there – um, and we can think of a lot of different successes that we've had. I can think of one, a huge one, that's the fact of somehow convincing Ray to work with us. Yeah, um, that was, you know what, that but, was but number
2: one on the
1: list.
0: Aside, <laughs> aside from that one, um, can you, let's flip it, let's talk about a success that you've had. And this can be something big or something small or somewhere in the middle, but tell us what, what it was that happened, why you considered it a success, and then what did you take away from that
2: experience? Um. So... Thinking about success, I don't really like that. I I think I have more little successes that build up to 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 a larger success than so like the culmination of many successes. I think builds up to 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 one larger success, and one of my biggest successes, and I think, in more appropriately, our successes are are getting emails and calls from teachers. I, mean, I had a teacher today in a classroom tell me that. They're going to do uh, – they're grid for life, so that's what they said, because they've never been able to improve teaching and be less stressed than they have when they're running things that we helped show them. Or when we get an email or, or talk to a teacher who, who transforms their classroom with the Teach Further unit and, and, and their students are just lit up and seeing these real-world connections and seeing these – um, career connections and in, in, in connecting their, what they're learning to the real world. Or when um, uh, implementing self-paced master learning helps a teacher with their classroom management. And when we've had teachers tell us that their marriage was saved by changing their teaching style. I want you to think about that for a second. Like real impacts on real people, real educators that are also better for the students in their classroom. And so these aren't even counting the ones where the the school that calls us and says we increased a, a, a report card from an F to a C in a single year from teachers using uh, the things that you've taught them or the the countless number of emails we get saying that the lowest student in my class is now working harder than they ever have before. So like any one of these moments, any one of these things could be um, – a biggest success, but I think all of them collectively, and knowing that we're doing good, and putting more good out, as um, in the most good out that we possibly can, and that it's helping students and teachers and schools and districts all at the same time. Like I feel like that's my and our biggest success. Uh, um, and I never imagined, Jeff. I think you're you're in the same boat with me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Uh, I never imagined being able to have the impact that we have had. And that I think we can have, uh, into the future. And I think that impact, and it's something that you've said a lot and have echoed a lot is if we can, if, if this all ends tomorrow and we've helped one student do more than they ever thought they could, like we've done our job. Mm-hmm. And I think we've surpassed that so, <laughs> so much that, that like, like, even though I don't sleep most nights because we have so much going on that, that we can sleep easy if we wanted to, uh, uh, just because of, uh, that fact that we've, we've had this impact and that's a huge success that I think, uh, we we take away motivation and drive. And like, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps us going. A lot of the time is, is, getting that email, getting that call, getting that text or that tweet or or whatever it is saying that like, I'm better now because of what you showed me. I'm reaching more students now because of what you shared with me. My teachers are improving their practice because of what you showed them. Um, students are more engaged in learning because of, of the things that we shared with them. And that's huge, right? Uh, and that's, yeah, that's what I took away from it. Everything that we do, I guess, is what I took away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Love
1: it. Hey, everyone. While we take a quick break, I want to make sure I mentioned how impactful the grid method has been in my educational career. If you are a teacher looking to reach more students, I promise you, you can listen to every podcast in the world and participate in any Twitter chat. But the grid method is the step that I needed to take to really ensure I was reaching all my students. So if you're interested in learning more, there's a free course, there's a full course, and everything in between. Head over to teachbetter.com and find more details. It's so funny hearing both sides because you know I used to be one of those teachers that didn't believe in mastery learning. <laughs> I remember the first time we connected, you were like, hey, Ray, I have this really great self-paced mastery framework, you should try it out. I'm like, okay, Chad, whoever you are, who, we've, you know, it was like the first <laughs> time we had met, and I was like, I don't believe in self-paced learning, and your face. You were like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I know it's a great idea. I've done a, you know, flipped classroom. I've done all these things, but there's all these pitfalls. And as an educator, I've heard from so many teachers that, you know, self-paced learning is a great idea, Focusing on mastery is a great idea, but there's no way to actually implement it. It's just a great idea. And so my mind was blown. I remember the moment that I said, okay, Chad, I'll just try it. I put what I was teaching already. I thought I was a pretty good darn teacher before you came around, okay? I was pretty, I'm pretty confident with what I was doing.
2: I, I agree with that statement.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I put everything I was doing into this mastery framework that supposedly was going to change my life. And no kidding, I did it for one unit. I never thought I'd do it again. And my kids fought me tooth and nail. They're like, no, Miss Stewart, this is how we learn. This is how classrooms should look. I take surveys of my kids every six months, more than that, every four months, asking them if they like what we're doing, asking them what they need more of. And they are constantly telling me this mastery framework has changed the game for them. And so it's incredible to hear your stories Being on now, of course, being a part of the team and being able to support teachers in doing this, how, you know, it's it's so exciting to see that education is taking this shift of really focusing on our students, what they need, what they want, and making, you know, our classrooms really adaptable for them. So while I totally stole all of that excitement, because that's really what I'm excited about, I have to ask you, (laughs) outside of all that, is there something else you're really excited about in education right now?
2: There's so much that we should be excited about in education right now. Um, in all honesty, so the current education system is over a hundred years old in this country, right? And we have these traditional models of education that have survived these decades of, of transformations in society. You know, education really, um, for the most part, at least until recently, has not changed very much. Um, and I finally feel like. That, like, the ideas that we preach and that we practice, whether it's, whether it's uh, connecting our students to the world, whether it's allowing them to personalize their learning, whether it's allowing them to work at their own pace or expecting mastery or, 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 or standards-based grading or universal design or differentiation. So, like, we've known about these things. For decades, we've known about these things for so many years. In fact, like mastery learning started in the the 1960s and there was was actually a machine that was like a scroll-based thing uh, and that like if you punched the right hole, it would go to a different, like if you really think about like how ridiculous that is, uh, it's just amazing to me. And the thing I'm most excited about is I think we're finally at a point where um, technology Tools and resources, and students are all ready for this immense shift in education to be a more student centered, student focused environment. And I finally feel like that shift from this hundred year old, archaic, out of date system, right, is ready to be made. And I don't think you could legitimately say that at any other point in history, right? Um, I, I don't think you can legitimately say that. You could have said, um, you know, hey, when when they created paper, the, the, the principals actually worried about kids being able to write on slate without getting messy. Like, there's actually a quote that says, like, principals, when paper became readily available, were worried that students would lose the ability to write on slate, which is a, hilarious to all of us at this point, right? So, like, and I also always say that Um, there was someone who bought a horse the day before the car was invented. And they lost. They they lost that bet. And I feel like right now, like educators across the country and across the world who are betting on the future are going to win. Those who are betting on these archaic and traditional systems that are teacher-centered and teacher-driven, I think are going to lose that bet. But I think right now, in this moment, in time, in the history of education, we are we have the greatest ability to move forward, to shift the pendulum, and to make real educational change because we're finally ready and have the resources to do it. So I think that's what I'm most excited about.
1: No, that's awesome. And so to really focus on the future, the next question I was going to ask you was about Our future, our future educators. We have teachers entering every single year and new teachers that are either new to the building, new to the field, or maybe they're just a few years in. What kind of advice can you give progressive, eager to learn teachers that really is going to shape their success moving forward in this field?
2: Um, Absolutely. So, Uh, the biggest advice I can try to give uh, student teachers is, um, or or new teachers is do not let your experience or years dictate how good you think you are as a teacher, right? I've talked, we talk with teachers all the time, whether they're first year, second, third year teachers or 20 year veterans or 10 year veterans. Um, Every teacher we talk to has the capability to, be amazing and to just be awesome, right? So a lot of new teachers fall into this trap of if I just hide, I get through my first year. It's gonna be okay, or I'm just gonna focus on you know uh, this one little thing because it's my first year. And I I don't I truly do not think that it being your first year should dictate how much how many new things you try or how many innovative things you want to attempt with your students because there's a universal truth in education is that the the 30 students that a brand new teacher has and the 30 students that uh, a 20-year veteran teacher has deserve the same quality of education, right? So a lot of times early teachers, rookie teachers end up talking themselves out of doing amazing things. And it's because maybe they're timid or maybe they're afraid to fail and like they need to learn. And this is a, a phrase that Jeff uses a lot. They need to fail forward. They, need to, they can't be afraid to try new things and they absolutely should not be trying to blend in or hide. They need to stand out. Most of all, they need to stay awesome because uh, we need more new teachers. There's going to be a teacher shortage. And I think, uh, which is a huge problem in the country right now. So, I think empowering those new teachers and supporting them so that they're not afraid to fail and so that they can fail forward so they can learn from the mistakes and become, the, once again, the best versions of themselves. Um, that's something that um, I would tell any new teacher. Absolutely.
0: Love it. Great advice, Chad. Um, I'm going to turn to Ray now and see if she has any advice for you for this next part.
1: Oh, God. Okay, Chad. <laughs> what this gonna... next part, you know how Jeff is. He goes <laughs> online and he has a live stream of some sort, whether it be a podcast recording or a Facebook on the grid method or teach better team page. And he says, hey, Chad, I have this question for you. Would you mind elaborating on this really challenging topic? You have 30 seconds. Go. And so you sit there and for 15 of those seconds, you're speechless because you're like, Wait, 30 seconds to explain that entire idea that you just asked me? Well, this is even worse. Jeff is going to ask you six questions, and you have 15 seconds or less to answer each question. And he is sitting in his office with a stopwatch. I've seen it. So do not be silly. I know I know he's doing it.
0: Well, I, I typically don't do that, but right now for Chad, I actually am.
1: You should know, Chad, Um, a few episodes ago, Monica Gentra actually killed it.
0: So, oh, she nailed it. Yeah, good luck it. with episode this. twenty-four was Monica. She was yeah. phenomenal. She nailed it. So, no pressure then. Like I'm good. Good luck, yeah, bud. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Six six questions. Got to do fifteen seconds or less. Uh, answer each one. Um,
2: <sighs>
0: what is one ed tech tool you can't
2: live without? Uh, puzzle or actively learn. Anything that helps students work at their own pace.
0: What's a book that you are reading right now?
2: I am about to read, I'm about to read Run Like a Pirate. It's on, on its way to the house right now. I've been exercising and running and Adam welcomes amazing. So I'm excited to read that.
0: Awesome. Awesome book. Love it. Life changing. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter today? Uh, Teach better
2: team. Of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what is the best YouTube channel for educators?
2: Uh, teach better team can i say that again i, I knew it
1: <laughs> yeah sure why not that's all right we, we have a youtube channel people we're, we're, should check us out
0: We yeah that's we're it. a little biased on this podcast today but that's okay i'm, I'm good with that I, uh, can, I have
2: to be a little bit <laughs> self-serving during this i'm gonna use up the rest of my 30 i'm gonna use up the rest of my 30 seconds per answer defending my answers that's what i'll do <laughs>
0: yeah uh what is one daily weekly or monthly routine that every educator should get into
2: taking care of yourself take Whether it's exercising, whether it's eating better, whether it's getting sleep, like take care of yourself so you can be the best version of yourself. I was not always good at this, um, but I've recently um, started taking better care of myself and it's something I wish I had started a long time ago. So just taking taking better care of yourself so you can be the best version of yourself for your students because you spending a bunch of extra time or killing yourself planning isn't going to help when you're only half as good as you could be in the classroom. So make sure you're taking time for yourself.
0: That was totally not 15 seconds, but awesome, awesome advice. So crucial. And uh, I'm on the same path as you, and it's it's been life life altering. So awesome advice. Uh, And speaking of advice, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received?
2: Uh, You can't control everything going on in education, but you can always control what happens in the four walls of your classroom. Um, That is uh, my mentor, uh, Amanda Gillespie. uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to... I'm going to throw her name out there because she's an amazing educator. She was my mentor when I was a student teacher. And that's something that she told me really early on in my teaching career. Um, And she said, you know, there's a lot of crazy things going on in education. There's a lot of meetings that you don't want to go to. There's a lot of craziness and initiatives and, and new state rules that they change every five seconds. But what you can always control is what you should focus on. So you can always focus on, control, and change within the four walls of your classroom. And that is literally something that's just stuck with me um, that I've always applied. And, and that's sort of where that solution-oriented mindset kind of was born from, is focus on what you can control and you can control your classroom. So focus on that. Don't worry about all the other noise.
1: Well, Chad, I think you did pretty well on those questions. You did go a little over, but because of how great you are, we won't fault you, you can still get the the award of doing really well on question six
2: let's be honest, you all knew I was going to go over on
1: those questions. <laughs> <laughs> you are a talker, but we do love that about you. I mean, you really usually have good insight to share, so we let you talk. It's, it's done
2: okay for us.
1: <laughs> so the final question I have for you, Chad, is really how other people can get in contact with you. I know that you laughed at it earlier, but really connecting with you has truly changed my life for the better. I'm reaching more students than ever before, and it sounds cliche, But the fact that I sat in or actually I stood, I didn't sit in class, but I stood in eighth hour today and conferenced with every single student, every single student today in my eighth hour class. I have 34 students I either made eye contact with and had a conversation or I conferenced on a math formative assessment today. And that has truly changed my practice. So how can people get in contact with you and make this magic happen in their own classrooms?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So follow me on Twitter at Chad Ostrowski, or you can follow us at Teach Better Team, of course. Uh, you can go to teachbetter.com always. Go there uh, often. There's tons of amazing stuff, including uh, a bunch of amazing resources that you can access. Um, you can go to the Teach Better Team Facebook page. Um, and, yeah, so if you type in Teach Better in Google, a bunch of stuff's going to c- come up. Like, just click on all that stuff. I'll be part of some of that too. So
1: uh,
2: (laughs) that's usually a good way to do it.
1: I hear there's a great podcast on (laughs) TeachBetter.com.
2: You know, I've heard ramblings. You know what I mean? Uh, Not really sure if it's legit or not. You haven't subscribed yet? uh, Yeah, we understand. I've, I've, (laughs) I, but I've heard some good things. I've heard some good things. (laughs) You guys, all seriously though, you guys are amazing. I I love, (laughs) I love this. I love everything you've done. Uh, to, to make this a reality, I can tell you as your as your colleague, uh, as as your friend, and as your undying supporter. Uh, even though I'm, I'm obviously close to this, uh, this is something that you guys have done an absolutely amazing job with. I couldn't be more proud to have the Teach Better name on the amazing work that you guys do week in and week out. And the amazing people you bring and the amazing content you create for just educators across the country. so I want to personally thank you guys for all the hours and time you put into this um, because you're you're doing amazing work and I'm so ex- I'm, I can't even say how humble I am to even call myself kind of part of where this came from, so you guys are amazing, just so you know.
0: Well, and you all know that you can find all that amazingness that Chad just talked about and everything and ways to connect with him, everything over at teachbetter.com. That's where we have all the show notes with all the links to everything we talked about and resources we've mentioned in the episode. Um, as well as those links to connect with Chad, which are obviously all over the teachbetter.com website. Uh, so be sure to head over there to check out all of that stuff and all the free resources and everything we have over there. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any other the uh, upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Um, Chad, buddy, pal. <laughs> business partner whatever a colleague friend uh really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us and finally getting this rocked out um and sharing a little more of your insight and story and stuff with with everyone who's listening man we really appreciate it a whole lot i
2: truly appreciate the opportunity and we'll have to do it again sometime.
0: sounds good to me and until next time guys let's get out there let's teach better